well, let's take a switch from the Golden Bachelor and the Golden Wedding. And uh, I'm going to be, I'm I'm allowing myself to be excited about an award show on Sunday. The Golden Globes. Me too. Even though yeah. they're tattered, stained, new ownership, whatever. CBS is putting their all into it. And I've got everything we need to know about the award show. Oh, cool. Because we didn't get one in September, which is when we usually have our Emmys. The Emmys are the week yeah. after next. So hey, it's I'm like, so glad you said something because I felt like we've been dry for a while. We have. Yeah, okay. because we had strikes and everything else. So the Golden Globes, of course, yesterday we talked about how excited Joe Coy is to be hosting. Yeah. And from everything I've heard and from people who are fans of him... He's gonna be. He's gonna do a good job. That's good. Yeah, we want to. Yeah, and I, I, because the Golden Globes are the more fun ones. They're the little more scathing with like the host kind of teases. Well, the Ricky guests. Gervais and then Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were, you know, epic hosts. But um, it will be at the same place it's always been since the Golden Globe started, the Beverly Hilton uh, Hotel in Las Vegas or in Los Angeles, the same hotel that Whitney Houston. I died in and it's, but it's where it's been since 1961. Yeah. So should you happen to be going to LA this weekend? Yes. Get your butt to the Beverly Hilton and just park yourself somewhere in the lobby and right. you'll have a, a sightseeing Palooza and it'll be air on live on CBS stream on Paramount and be available on the CBS app starting at, um, uh, seven o'clock okay. our time, and it's three hours. All right, okay. I should write. I that don't down. know if E is doing a red carpet. I have to look at my DVR. But um, who's nominated? Uh, of course, Barbenheimer. The two, the Barbie uh, leads with nine nominations: Best Picture in the Musical or Comedy category, Best Director, Best Actress, Margot Robbie. Supporting actor Ryan Gosling and three nominations for original songs Billie Eilish, Dua Lipa, and Ryan Gosling's I'm Just Ken. It's so, so if, good. If I'm Just Ken wins, I will die of happiness. And you know, at the there was just another, I guess, the Palm Springs Film Festival grant posted the photo. I think Charles Melton just won again for mm-hmm. May, December in the supporting actor category. Dang, and He's that beat Ryan. In every award show. I'm fine with that. I mean, Ryan will get his, but I did love him as Ken. And to give it up for Ryan Gosling, there has, Ken was a blank slate. Exactly. So the fact that he created something from nothing, and I read this interview in The Hollywood Reporter, where he said he always kind of ran away from his eight-year-old you know, Mickey Mouse clit club and singing and being the theater kid. He kind of had like not shame, but like, who is that? And he yeah. really tapped in to that's what brought him into acting to come up with Ken because there was nobody that Ken has just been Ken that you don't think anything of him. I love that. So he created this Ken that we all just like were enchanté. I mean, everything as I get, I rewatched it. He just kills that role. Kills. And being able to watch, I'd say I'd recommend watching it again because you can kind of appreciate it yeah. in a different level and kind of get a little hyper-focused on stuff. His, his reactions to things, to the way he interacts with the world. Yes. And like seeing the viewpoint of like when he brings patriarchy to Barbie land and how funny it is. And 
when I, I didn't even want to do it anymore when I found out it wasn't all about horses. Right, right. It's so And Margot Robbie in that same Hollywood Reporter roundtable, she said the hill she was she was willing to die on if Warner Brothers didn't agree was the last line of the movie when Barbie says, I'm here to see my gynecologist. She was just like, girls need to start going to see, you know, gynecologists. And I was willing to die in that hill because we did think Barbie would be excited for her first. Yeah. And it's so funny. Cause I was like, I, I think it's funny what everybody expects it to be. And nobody thinks it's going to be that. Yeah. It was perfect. It was. And then Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer got eight nominations. Um, you know, best picture, but on the drama side, uh, Cillian Murphy, all these are the director. And then Killers of the Flower Moon, Poor Things, both had seven. And Celine Song's uh, indie drama, Past Lives, had five. And I did watch that on the plane. And? Um, it's just kind of a, a, it's a sweet coming of age story about two kids who are just really good friends. Um I think I can't remember where they lived, what city, uh, if they were in China, what place it was. But the one girl moves mm-hmm. at twelve, and then their lives. The other boy stays. You know, his family doesn't uh, immigrate, so okay. it's a sweet movie. Um, and then on the TV side, Succession has nine nominations, Dang. and a lot of them in the acting where they're gonna maybe cancel each other out. Uh, because Brian Cox, Jeremy Strong, Sarah Snook, Kieran Culkin, Matthew McFadden, Jay Smith Cameron, Alexander Skarsgård, and Alan Ruck are all nominated. That's crazy. I would have to say I want Succession to get a good amount. Yeah. Because I want people to look at that series and say that's how you end a series. Yeah. It was so good. Those it last was... three episodes were so good. Um, yesterday we heard that, you know, America Ferreira, Angela Bassett, Issa Rae, Julia Garner, the Suits guy, Michelle Yeoh were presenting. We got some more presenters today. Uh, we have Annette Benning, mm-hmm. who's fabulous in Nyad. Obviously. Uh, maybe that movie's nominated. I can't remember. Ben Affleck, Jodie Foster, also amazing in Nyad and in the upcoming True Detective, uh, Dua Lipa. Elizabeth Banks, Kristen Wiig is going to show up, Mark Hamill, Matt Damon, Carrie Russell, Kevin Costner. Oh, my God. Will he walk the red carpet with Jewel, Kate Beckinsale, Ray Romano, John Batiste, and Naomi Watts. Okay. So they got a lot of people that are showing up, and they said How the reason they- they're not doing the Cecil B. DeMille and Carol Burnett uh, you know, like lifetime achievement things. And last year it was Eddie Murphy who got the CISO B. DeMille and Ryan Murphy. They said because they added the category of cinematic and box office achievement and motion pictures for movies that made over $150 million and what and best stand up comedian, they had to cut those two categories. Oh my God. They must have done market research and felt like. Or. They could find no one who would accept it. That, that one another year to it. pass. If we're, if we're uh, how many people did they ask to host till they hit a wall? And yeah, then they're trying to give an award. It's got to be a big one. And apparently, the days of lavish studio parties after the Golden Globes is over. There's only going to 
uh, B1. There's no Warner Brothers story in the big ballroom that was at the side of the hotel. That was the one everyone loved going to. One year Prince played at that party because you don't wow. even have to leave the hotel. And then um, Trader Vic's is the downstairs bar. And then the whole pool area was the HBO party. That's gone. And so, yeah, there's just one 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 party going on, but maybe there's some private ones. And we did post Taylor Swift and all of she's gone to the Globes three times. Yeah. I'm what ex- do you think? Is she showing up? Yeah. I think she's showing up. I think uh I think she it's not an important game, you know, we've decided. And then also she wants to lean into her, her movie and she's done a lot for the movies and I think that she would want to, uh, to be there. Yeah. Even though she knows Barbie can should and will win. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And She's we all happy agree. to be in the company. Listen, she got what she needed from that era's movie. Yes. And more importantly, I got what I needed from that's, the era's that, movie. That's right. All right, listen, we'll be right back with Random Thoughts. Hey, everybody. It's Lori here at Learning RX. And, you know, we always say, oh, you get brain training at Learning RX. But, you know, what is it and how does it work? And that's probably the most common question that they get from people and some people know what it is other people are new to the concept but it's it can help anyone build strong learning and thinking skills and what it does whether you're you know some people go isn't it like tutoring it it really isn't because it's a series of exercises that you're doing over and over that builds either core math or reading skills, depending on what your assessment says about what what is the part of your brain training that's not working. And other, it's like personal training for your mind instead of your body is another way that you can look at it. And it makes all the difference in the world. 952-949-6900. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Uh, okay, I've got some randoms that are backlogged I need to take care of. I hope they're from a better machine than yesterday. <laughs> you and your machine. Uh, you know how many... Guess who reached out to me that said that was hard-hitting news and he loved it? Well, who? The one and only Chris Eggert. <laughs> You're not impressed? No. He was like, I appreciate knowing about KFCs. Me too. Also, I was shocked he was listening. Chris Eggert's a huge oh, fan of ours. He's a yeah, he's a he's a fan of our show for a long time. Ever well, since he, we 
just basically told him how much we adored him and we begged him to listen. <laughs> you know, well, I... He's been pretty nice about it because I think he's got just a little bit of a drive and he likes some company. Exactly. So uh, some people appreciated my hyper-local news. Uh, this is... I don't know how I can feel about this one. Okay. This 13-year-old boy... <laughs> They say he's the first person to beat the original Tetris game and reach the game's kill screen. The teen goes by Blue Scooty on social media. He was posted uh, on Tuesday his YouTube page showing him appearing to defeat the popular puzzle. The Isn't he- like Tetris from like the 90s or the late 80s? Early 80s. and Yeah. I mean, this goes way back. If it's just now getting broken, yeah. that is one hard ha- game. Have you ever played it when it goes crazy? It's fast. It's I, I, unplayable. Yeah, I I don't know that. I never went past Pac-Man and then Ms. Pac-Man. Pac-Man gives me so much anxiety. Oh, I love that game. Oh, yeah. I hate the idea of being chased and then you randomly chase them. No, it's, no, I mean, I mean everything in my past. I That was the one oh, game oh. I was really good at. There you go. Yeah. The best thing is I'm what I'm good he, with a you know, stick I, and Nobody it doubts around. your stick abilities, And ma'am. I know how to drive a stick, too, so I always felt that it helped my past. Pac-Man, because I knew how to drive a ship. Obviously. Nobody's questioned your abilities <laughs> ever. The cutest thing ever is this kid was super excited. Um, okay. He kept saying, oh my God, please crash. And this is what he says, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, yes, I'm going to pass out. I can't feel my fingers. I can't feel my hands. Yeah. And then he hit the kill screen. What's so that? So it, it means it can only take so after it hits so far, it you get this like freeze and it, that's what you're going for. Does there's no like, actual finishing. Does it sell zeros or no, nines? Nothing. Or, it just nothing. the screen freezes. It's like when you get in Tetris, a full line, it's supposed to break and drop you down. Well, the line doesn't break and it just freezes. Wow. And speaking of Tetris and the story, you were talking about how long ago it was. On Apple TV, another great watch is the movie Tetris and how oh. the spy espionage and what it took for Nintendo to work with the Russians because back in Soviet Union you were not allowed to create this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and this junk this this guy was just created on his computer and they mm-hmm. had to sneak it out of Russia I mean it is a fantastic movie Apple yeah Plus. I remember you first watching that it wasn't that long ago and you were telling us about it's, this movie. it's got 85 percent on Rotten Tomatoes it's you would think a movie about Tetris would be boring but when you realize what it took for Nintendo the United States and Russia to work together to make this thing happen it's unbel- it's an unbelievable story that's awesome check it out cool. okay not everybody we were a month away from Valentine's Day I know that's a bit early for planning but uh not everybody is in a hardcore defined relationship a lot of people haven't had the talk defining the relationship and they're in situationships. They're a little messy. Yeah. It's fine. Don't worry about it because sweethearts Is has situationships like the old friends with benefits. No, I would say it's a little <laughs> blurrier than oh, that. Okay, because once you declare friends with benefits, what you're pretending that that exists. Yeah, okay. you're pretending that one of and the reality of it is one of you can do that and one of you cannot. All right, and you will find out who in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Situationships is like we haven't had the talk yet, so it's like. I might only be dating, let's say, we'll just say Justin at the time, but we haven't had a talk about like what we are. Right. So I can't really go and say, hey, I'm bringing my boyfriend. I'm bringing my situationship to the party. And people say, fine, that's fine. Yeah, I'm a fan of situationships. Yes. And so um, they they made a sweetheart's box. You know, normally it says like, I love you and all these things. They're making ones for situationships. 
that will not, uh, it, it'll say, you know, a li- little more casual things. Like what? Uh, I like you. Kind of single. <laughs> oh. um, you want to hang. Yeah. Netflix and chill kind of vibe. Does so. anyone really like those besides kids that get them in their Valentine box at school if they still even do that? No. It's like eating chalk. It yeah, is. It's the worst. And if I'm going to eat one, I will only eat white. Yeah. But yet, it's a little minty. I always have bought them for little kids in my life, a box of those things, because they seem to get a kick out of them. It's like the worst thing in the world, <laughs> and I don't even know. Like, it's one of those things where you go, I would rather die. It's I, Peeps. I, I, it's that's peeps. what I was just going to say. I equivocated to Peeps. One yep. thou- thank you, Brittany. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yep. Um, do you want to go to jail for not walking your dog? I do not want to go to jail. <laughs> okay. Well, in Florida, they're working on a new law. It's in Deltona. It's about 20 miles north of Orlando. This new law is, is, if it's passed, requires dog owners to provide their pooch with daily exercise. So it mandates that you walk your dog because the whole concept is designed to prevent animal cruelty. And the new law is a little, as laws can be, under for interpretation, animals must be given appropriate daily exercise but concedes the right amount can depend on the dog's age health and breed so if you're going to go ahead and uh look if you're buying a dog in deltona right now i would have i would highly recommend avoiding a border collie mm-hmm. maybe stick to like a great dane they don't need much walking right uh the idea of getting arrested for not walking my dogs i have enough guilt in general when i don't walk <laughs> yeah. them yeah. So I don't need to add that to the mix. I have one story about Deltona. What? Uh, way back when, when I was a spring break trip director, which was my job after I had a college degree and didn't feel like working and felt like farting around and living in mm. Daytona Love during that. the winter. Um, but sometimes we would run out of Walt Disney World tickets. <laughs> and my job was... Like three days a week, I sold tickets in the lobby to the college kids to Wet n Wild, Sea World, Disney World, Epcot, and what I really sold a lot of was the booze cruise tickets. Yeah, I could see that you doing that um, well. But sometimes we'd have to send someone to Epcot or Disney World to buy, you know, three hundred tickets because we gave you know the tickets, and then we would meet that person in Deltona. <laughs> At some stuckies for the, you know, pass off. What's Deltona like? <laughs> Nothing. It's halfway between Daytona Beach and Orlando. <laughs> it's the halfway point. Well, don't bring your dog because yeah. you might, really? if you don't stop and take her for a walk, you might get arrested. Yeah. Of course you have a story about Deltona. Deltona. But it's so, you know, nothing. But I did like that stuckies. And good food? I mean, you know, it's uh, like embers or something. That's fine. You can always get a good biscuit. I was going to say grilled cheese is always a good go-to in a place like that. All right. Those are your randoms. They were amazing. You're probably going to want to cheer me on. Hold your applause. (laughs) We still have more show left. Don't worry, Lori. We have new music. And and I have no idea what any of it was. I told Rocco, I'm too busy with the Golden (laughs) Bastards. There's Rocco right outside there. All right. All right. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler from Tressler Law. So, Ann, with the holidays just around the corner, I'm curious as to how divorcing couples with children cope with creating new holiday schedules. 
Is this something you work with clients on, or do people come up with their own schedules? It's really both. It depends on how well the parents are working together as they're going through the divorce process. It's always best if they can do it and maybe kind of encompass family traditions and keep that consistency for the kids. They definitely need a holiday schedule. If they can't do it themselves, then yes, we're definitely going to step in and, and help them get through that process. But it sounds like you really try to encourage people to put the kids first despite whatever is going on. Absolutely. As I just gave the example of maybe keeping the family traditions in place, that's an example of showing that your priority is the kids. It's not about I get every Christmas Eve or I get every Christmas Day. It's what do the kids know and how can we make sure the kids get the balance and service their emotional needs. To learn more about Tressler Law or to schedule your free one-hour divorce consultation, visit TresslerLaw.com or MyTalk1071.com keyword divorce. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So, what are you trying to say? Okay, all right, we're going to Hollywood speak some of the fallout because someone said to me, they said, oh, it must be kind of a quiet gossip week coming back after the new year. I'm like, are you kidding me? I said, we had the most epic Real Housewives Salt Lake City finale. We had a golden one. No, the gossip is doing just fine and pop culture is busy. It's why we have a job and I appreciate it. So, um... You know, I heard uh, my um, bonus daughter and her husband watch Salt Lake City together. It's the only one, like, that he watches with her. Oh, man. And she, you know, because, you know, she's got, like, a two-month-old and a two-year-old. She's busy. And she said to me, she said, um, she said, I thought it would disappoint because the buildup was so great. But it was total gold she had us all fooled not that we thought she was out fault this is truly devious cannot wait for the reunion and i thought that is sort of the hollywood speak for the finale of this we can't wait for the reunion i am so thankful they didn't do a panel at BravoCon because <laughs> i have am rarely surprised in reality tv because mm-hmm. we usually know everything and this was actually kept under wraps and i'm shocked tell me th- this what what did the Salt Lake City producers from Shed Media know about Monica? What did they know and when? They knew the whole time. You think so? Absolutely. Because it's not that big of a secret if there's already two or three people that know. And plus, it was always a bit odd she got casted. She's not in the normal role. Like, she's not a normal housewife. True. And I thought maybe at first... I was and like, when you say not a normal housewife, what she, do you... She wasn't friends with anybody, which is crazy, yes. because normally there's some good friend. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I hate to say this, but this is very real house. And I kind of liked her because of this, but she didn't have like some wealth or interesting job. She cut material and put him into baby swaddles. Yes. Like, she, she didn't really have a thing. And then I thought, for a while, I thought her thing was her mom, because her mom is TV gold. Right. Her mom's absolutely unhinged yeah. and it was gold but i was like there was always something a little off of how did she get cast and then of course maybe it was the jen shaw connection 
they knew something, and I definitely believe they did because it didn't get wrapped up so nicely in a bow. Okay. Everything was too perfect to not know. Uh, uh, This, I want you to Hollywood speak what a Bravo source told Entertainment Tonight. They were aware of Monica's connection to Jen Shaw because she'd worked for her. They knew that was her one connection was Jen Shaw. They were completely unaware of the information that Heather discovered in Bermuda. It came as a surprise to the producers, much like the unexpected FBI visit at the beauty lab parking lot during season two with Jen Shaw. And that was a chaotic, seemed like they didn't know that. And so that's their story. And that's what they're sticking to, that it was the same thing. All I guess I have to say is outside of Leah McSweeney's, you know, she was, she took it by storm her first year. And then her second year was just a disaster. But Monica has burned the fourth wall to the ground. Yeah. And it's, it's, you're right. It's un, unshakable. It, it's unprecedented. There's mm-hmm. so many layers there, too. Even just the fact that for the so long we've been watching the footage in Meredith's shop of Jen Shaw stealing, that Monica was in that as a blonde. Yeah. You knew that they knew that. You yeah. knew that there's so yeah. many things they knew. So maybe there is a possibility, there is a world where they don't know exactly. But they knew that there was a lot there, yeah. and they were going to blow it up at the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, yeah, dinner, yeah. yeah. Sure. So the reunion, and and then Dita Von Teese has taken exception to Reality Von Teese yeah. Insta and Twitter using her picture, but it's like her from the nose down to the top of her corseted breast. But it's yeah. it's a clear. It is Dita Von Teese's, and she's like. Because people were tweeting her about reality, Von Teese being this uh, Real Housewife of Salt Lake City's um, Finsta account. And she was like, in all caps, I do not watch this show. I don't know anything about it. Please report. Please report it. I don't want my picture as theirs. It's like, okay, calm down. So I don't know if if she's changed it. She's so busy uh, embracing her her villainry, which I think is the best thing. It's the only pivot. There's only only pivot she has. There's two things you can do in a scandal like this: disappear, which Mm -hmm. like Raquel, you know, Rachel did. Which I don't recommend no. if you like want a career or embrace it the uh, way Ariana and Tom Sandoval even to an extent did. Lean into it. Yep. This is your character now, yeah. and you can have an arc. You can have a redemption arc. And right now, here's your lows of lows, and we're fine with it. You know, yeah. The thing is, is is that Monica as reality Vontese, she did say. Some, not all the time, 90% of it was devoted to Jen Shaw, Jen Shaw, all these terrible things. But she brought up rumors about all the ladies. She was a pot stirring thing that a lot of hardcore Salt Lake City fans followed. Yeah. And she got a lot of retweets. And she, so she, I mean, that's a three year thing well, to get to the housewives. Yeah. Even. Well, I this mean, is the fourth season. Who, Monica? Salt Lake City. No, I know, but it's Monica's first. The fact I know, that she, but I just saying, I think it's been around for four yeah, seasons. Yeah, so the fact that Monica, she had a plan to get on Salt Lake City for all, you know, all this time because she had no other 
Way and Lori, it'd be I, like if I, I if I had a Finsta account trying to take LoJ down. Yeah, and I it would take you at least three years. It would take <laughs> at least. I mean, you guys have been trying yourselves right. this whole time. Yeah, but like it's just like if could that be like me if I was sitting here? I think I've been on your guys' show for four years now, and if the whole time I you had guys. a Finsta account yeah. to talk about your guys' gossip, it would be insane the compartmentalization that monica had to do she seems to be able to do that easily yeah without even a flinch and she had I a mean, lot of dirt on people yeah so much dirt. okay how about this what do you make of joe jonas and his new uh you know situationship they're in aspen the kids are with sophie in london but they are posting up they are love bombing each other on social media. Hollywood speak that, please. Okay, my I know I'm gonna be wrong, mm. but I think he's trying to deflect from how much Sophie is posting about her friends and doing better and all these things. Well, she has a boy too. Yeah, but she doesn't post anything about it. The other day he posted a very sad lyric of his song. I think that Sophie left Joe. Yeah. And he's heartbroken about it, yeah. and he's just trying to put on a brave public face. Yeah. Yep. And what better way to put on a brave public <laughs> face than go on a trip with a smoking hottie? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. you got to do something. You can't cry and cry. So they have yeah. made the decision. They are breaking up. That would make so much sense because I have noticed this in relationships when somebody has their heart broken, they first get angry. Remember how yep. he said all those things yep. and he tried to sabotage mm-hmm. her in the you know yep. the public. Then they try to go, I'm good. Look how good I'm doing. Yeah. I'm doing so great. I have a girlfriend. It all falls under the old Shakespearean. I think he doth protest too much, but you know what? He could also be really like he is kind of, um, okay. Listening to his publicist saying, that's okay. You know, just go out there. You're a Jonas brothers. You still got all these tickets to sell. You're on tour. Your public images of a confident man, you know, there's nothing wrong with this. You're not, I mean, yeah. you're in ski helmets. You're in your, it's very innocent. Yeah, it's PG. It's Disney. It's, it's Disney. It's a Disney it's romance. It's a Disney romance. He's still doing things from Disney playbooks. Yeah, yeah. And he'll, he'll unfortunately, for a very long time, I have a hard time seeing him and not being annoyed. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I think it's maybe because I loved her so much. And when yeah. he went on the attack with her, it was so gross. Do not mess with Sansa. Do not mess with Sansa because winter is coming, my That's friend. Right. And you will pay the price of yeah. the Queen of the North. Yeah. And, you know, I remember thinking, I was like, oh, these two are, they're, she, they're too, she's too young. Yeah. And he's a little bit older, only by like four years. But I just, I always felt like there wasn't. You know, like she hadn't had enough life experience yet. And that with the orgasmic haze yeah. lifted, that she might find herself And she's fun. Bored. Fun and cool. Yeah. Two things he doesn't really seem. No. And then the sister-in-laws, Priyanka. Yeah. And then the other, you know, oh. I mean, I don't know. And then it, you're all part of the thing. It just makes me itchy for her. I know. I, she would be the way more fun one in all of the yeah. things. So good but, for you. Go. You know, hopefully they're going to be able to work out all their things with, you know, a leg in England and a leg in America. They will. They will. Right. He, his heart just needs to be less broken.